Hello, welcome to part two of NCP's coverage of Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. The spoiler edition. The spoiler edition, or as Luke said before in, in part one, The Spoiler Awakens. I, I can't warn you any more enough. Spoilers. This gonna is go. going to be spoilerific. <laughs> spoilerific, yes, I like that, it's good. The spoilerific edition, we're going to be in depth, I'm talking the actual plot of the film... Our thoughts about it, where it's headed, certain scenes, the whole kit and caboodle, you have been warned. But you enjoyed deep. (laughs) 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 Oh, jeez. Oh, that's brilliant. I've been married too long. (laughs) All right, so I've corrupted you. I'll check up soon. (laughs) So in case you didn't listen to episode episode one, um, my name is David. I am your host, and uh, with me are the crew. Richard. Hello again. <laughs> Luke? Well, if this is the spoiler edition, does that mean you're going to remaster past guests into this to um, <laughs> give, um, comment- give unnecessary commentary? No. Um, I would not do that. <laughs> and Crystal? Hello. <laughs> and does that mean you're going to keep doing that every couple of years just because you're completely dissatisfied with <laughs> my next week's here? Cut a second off here. Yeah, you just be mean. Stop yeah, up, when, nerd culture, when yeah. nerd culture podcast uh, realises that new technology has advanced substantially, he's going to dub over us all with the voice of New Zealanders and things like that. <laughs> all right, go, Christmas. He's no good to be dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Star Wars, Episode 7, The Force Awakens. It's uh, the continuation of the Star Wars saga now that Disney has taken over. Directed by J.J. Abrams, written by Lawrence Kasdan, J.J. Abrams, and someone else. Michael Arndt. Michael Arndt. Never heard of the guy. Can I just quickly interject? I was pleased that it actually didn't feel like a Disney film. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Interesting. <laughs> we'll talk about that more. To be, okay, just to be fair to that one, though, people were saying the original was a Disney film. Yeah. So well, it is a fairy tale story, yeah. you know, so, a you classic know, that, fantasy tale. The, the Disney charge is, is always been on level in Star Wars. Uh, so, um,. Disney, once uh, they took over the property, have ditched all of the EU uh, and have declared that only the things that happen in the actual six original films uh, and Clone Wars, and now Rebels, um, are canon. Uh, now, the reason I brought that up is because I want to touch on that again later on when we get into the story itself. But I thought you were going to... I think I know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, yeah, I had so, the same... If it's what I'm thinking of, I had the same reaction. Went, hmm. Yeah, well, well yes. Yeah, so, so I'm, glad, I'm glad you and I are aware of this sort of EU things sort of that stuff. make you go. Yeah, the, the other two not so much, but um, but uh, it is important to bring up. Uh, as of as of this recording, it's at 250 million, um, and it hasn't. It's only just now reaching in the states. That is, it's uh, opening weekend. So it looks like it will definitely break the opening weekend record. Um, it's, broke, it's broken records just on pre-sales alone. Yeah, on pre-sales, it broke yeah, the pre-sales record. Uh, but uh, it's and, you know it was to be expected. <laughs> yeah, yeah they they estimated in the vicinity of six hundred million as yeah. an opening weekend, which puts it above Jurassic World by about twenty or thirty mil. Yeah, which you kind of expected. Of course, you, yeah, yeah. The hype for machine for this film has been un. Precedented in my in my lifetime, it's it's been it's, insane and unnecessary. It really has been. It, that's, that's exactly right. That's the quote of the episode. It's insane and I unnecessary. Just, I just want to point out. I was watching some gridiron the other day. Sorry, American football the other day, and they advertised like there's five basketball games on in a day that are brought to you by the Force Awakens. It's like 
Why? And they did this thing where they tried to splice scenes from the movie and basketballers together. Are they playing basketball using the force? No, no, no they're I don't just want playing to watch basketball. <laughs> everything, everything's been brought to you by Star Wars. I, yeah. I, it's just, it's been, un, it's been unbelievable. So I've, I've seen, I mean, there's in my many years on this planet, I've seen quite a lot of movie marketing campaigns, and this is even trumped. The Phantom Menace's campaign. Yeah, well, um, it's just, Disney it's have gone Trump's, nuts. The They've Trump gone campaign. Crazy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've got um, kiss levels of, mer- of just bizarre merchandising. And uh, it talks, in, in, in going back to Richo's comment, it, it, the unnecessary part of it is also related to the spoiler stuff. So the reason we're having the, the, a part two um, is because I wanted to maintain our promise that would be as you know spoiler-free as possible. Um, because we do kind of fight, play fast and loose with the concept of spoilers on this show, but... That's because mainly because it's just I just find the whole concept ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's I mean yes I don't want to ruin the experience for people, but, but this some, is not this is not an Agatha, Agatha Christie murder mystery. Mm. This is a Star Wars film, so certain things are going to happen. Yeah, and um, some of the things that you experience when watching not just Star Wars, but you know, and other things where we've where we've had to put the spoiler label on it. Some of those things are things that you actually want to talk about. Yeah, and actually want yeah. to review as whether those actually work as surprises or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as well. Yeah, so um, I, um, so I can I can see where people want to go into it fresh, and and I'm totally cool with that. That's fine. That's that's your prerogative. Um, but I just I personally wouldn't have been upset seeing the film knowing what happened in the the film before I saw it. I wouldn't have been pleased, and I, I, I don't mind the spoiler thing. I, I don't see any point upsetting people for no real yeah. reason. I'm sorry. So I guess I guess in a nutshell, I'm totally cool with the whole idea of not spoiling it for people, but don't threaten to burn people's houses yeah, down I mean, or actually physically assault people when they do it. Keep uh, it in perspective. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, At it. the end of the day, it is just a movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and on that cinema thing, it's people walking out of a cinema. What do people tend to do when they're walking out of a cinema? Talk about the movie. Exactly. Uh, that's not the point, though. Anyway, um, so we've, we've got the, that's our, our spoiler soapbox. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to go... Uh, Droid deep for the spoilers in this episode. Um, so the plot it is set thirty years after the events of Return of the Jedi. And in case you didn't know, at the turn of Return of the, Return of the Jedi, the rebellion um, crushed the Imperials. Um, <gasps> I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> the heroes win. I'm sorry if that spoiled it for you. Uh, so it's set thirty years. The, a new evil has arisen. Um, and when I say new, it's basically just a retread of the old, old evil, is in the First Order, uh, who have um, crawled their way back up and they're trying to retake over the galaxy. Uh, they are being fought against by the Rebellion, that are now, now being renamed the Resistance, uh, led by General Leia Organa, uh, which is pretty sweet. She, 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 she doesn't call herself like a hot solo. Carrie Fisher is, is uh, kicked ass in the lead up to this film. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's been awesome. Yeah. Harris has been awesome as well, but Carrie Fisher has is, is just knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Um, and uh, it introduces a new set of heroes and villains. It starts off with uh, the introduction of our new female character, Ray, uh, who is on the planet, uh, the desert planet Jakku. And uh, she is waiting for her uh, parents to come back and, and rescue her off the planet. So she's been abandoned on the planet, and she's all she does is basically just eke it out in existence in order to uh, wait for the parents to arrive. Uh, the or On the other side of uh, Jakku, a mysterious rebel pilot or resistance pilot named Poe Dameron, uh, who's pretty cool, uh, and I can tell you a bit of backstory about Pro Darren when I will later on. Uh, so he's uh, is and, and his droid BB-8 uh, have received some important information 
from Max Valdesina. That's right, Max Valdesina, uh, who is not a villain. I know. I'll say, that to, I'll, I'll say that to Crystal. When you, when you cast Max Valdesina, you assume that he's a villain, right? My, my, I actually think he was a red herring. I well, thought they just cast him because he yeah. looks a little bit like Alec Guinness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I seriously just, I expected him to be doing like um, like the Peter Cushing role. Yeah. Because it's Max von Sydow. Right. I haven't seen yeah, yeah. him not be a bad guy for years. I just, I just, I just, I just, as soon as people saw him in the credits, they just assumed he was the bad yeah. guy. I think he would have been too old for that sort yeah. of role because they all seem yeah. fairly young. Well, he's kind I mean, of, he's also, I mean, I mean, it's I mean, really at the end of the day, he's just a cameo, yeah. really. I don't yeah. know, Count Dooku, I mean, he's... No, no. I mean, in this, in this, in this like, film, in this film yeah. the oh. people in the first oh, in order yeah, okay. yeah, all the, seem fairly young. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah true. they are all. Like yeah, the whole yeah. idea being, let's corrupt the young mm-hmm. yeah. to get them. Uh, yeah. So, um, so he receives the he and BB Eight receive the information, uh, but then unfortunately, Poe gets captured uh, during this event. You're also introduced to our other character, new character Finn, um, who's you're not named Finn at that particular point, but he does later on in a very cool scene. Uh, who is a stormtrooper? He is in fact a Black Stormtrooper. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. Suck that, racists. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and is he's, he's having a bit of a, uh, a bad reaction to the, the violence. So you get the feeling that it's his first uh, actual sort of well, he physical campaign. That. Oh, he does say that? He actually yeah, yeah. states that a bit later on. It says, yeah. you know, during my first campaign, I made a decision not to follow yeah, the Yeah, okay, cool. So the decision uh, of the bad guys to wipe out this entire village is, is not sit well with him at all he also loses a friend at at some point um and uh he decides then and there well this is just not for me i actually think Um, that was quite clever when he lost the friend because the friend sort of marks his helmet with the three stripes of blood so now then you can actually see which one he is all the time yeah Yeah. it's quite it's quite a a well done scene i actually quite like i like that you can even though he's wearing a helmet you can still see his emotions yeah um i thought it was quite good it's uh he uh and also in that scene, it's all happening in this scene, uh, you're introduced to uh, one of our new main villains who is Kylo Ren, uh, the one of the Knights of Ren. Um, and he's uh, very much a, a fan of Darth Vader, as you can tell just by looking at him straight away. Yeah, yeah, actually, the costume looks like I'm a fan of Darth Vader and I'm going to dress like him, but I'm not quite as imposing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not as cool as Darth Vader, yeah. but I'm going to yeah. try my I'm hardest. I'm trying my hardest, yes. <laughs> he's like a Darth Vader cosplayer who can't quite get the costume right because he's just yeah. not quite good, skilled enough to build a complete Vader costume. We're picking on him. He, I mean, he does look cool, I think. And yeah. it's, a, it's a great yeah. design. I don't, I don't cool. think that's a bad thing I, yeah. I, it could have quite possibly been intentional given that character oh yeah, uh, yeah yes. I, i'd no, agree with that 100 yeah. Yeah. yeah i think uh, it, it works really well yeah. uh, poe dameron is captured like i said and bba escapes and uh, manages to fa- make his way to uh, another settlement where he's obviously introduced to ray I'm very pleased that BB-8 turned out to be a cool character and not the Jar Jar Binks of this episode. <laughs> Back on the uh, the enemy ship, uh, Finn, uh, now that he's made his decision to leave, uh, notices the, the captured Poe and decides to uh, to rescue him. Now, this, this, now, this is the, what, where we're going in-depth here. Uh, but I very much love the fact, the fact that these guys, straight off from the outset, it was like a lethal weapon buddy cop movie. They, they were... Mm. These guys were destined, <laughs> destined for a solo film at some point. That was just they're, they're instantly, instantly friends, um, and also quite like the exchange with the. It's like you know, I decided to rescue you because it was the best, you know, the good thing to do. And it's like you just, you just needed a pilot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Finn straight from the outset is just awesome. But that that does lead to uh, I think the best scene between them, which is the one where actually where Poe gives Finn his name. Yeah, because Finn has a has a designation, not a name, because yeah. nobody in the 
in the the new bad guy group has names. Yeah. Um, unless you're Kylo Ren, I suppose. Well, none, none of the, <laughs> none of the Storm Troopers have names. Yeah. So, so FN and a bunch of numbers is his designation. So... Poe gives him the name Finn, and that's actually it's a good scene. It's a yeah. it's a it's yeah, a good yeah. character. I like that. Moment. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and and uh, they they also they delve in. They've actually they've they've slightly altered the way the stormtroopers work in the Star Wars universe. Um, so I haven't fully explained the part of the academy. So back in the original universe, um, stormtroopers you could volunteer to join the Imperial Navy and you know become a stormtrooper and all that sort of stuff. But in this, they've they've gone with sort of a Rwandan slave soldier. Uh, stolen child soldier sort of story so Finn mm. this is all the life the only life he's ever known he was stolen as a child raised to be a stormtrooper and he's you know in, innate innate goodness came through in his very yeah, first campaign got to remember this is not the Empire this is the First Order yeah, yeah there is there is actually a line there is actually a line where the bad guy general yep Domino Gleason's character actually says something like um, you know we should be using we should be using clones. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should yeah. use the clones. Yeah, so so there, there, there clearly the cl- there are clones still there somewhere in amongst all of this. Well, clone technology um, still exists. Well, I just assume that the line suggests that perhaps even within this within this new group, there may actually be some clones at least. Oh yeah, that, so that's what it came a across clone to me. Regiment somewhere. So there might. Yeah, yeah. That's like they won't the, be the clones. They won't be the. The, no. Well, you assume that clone, you assume that no, but you yeah. assume that you know the empire had the vast resources of the entire empire to build on to make as many clones as they liked. My my thought in, in those those scenes was that this group, it's like yeah, we've got some leftover clones because surely not all the stormtroopers were killed, so we've got some leftover clone soldiers. Oh, no. But to shore up the numbers, yeah. we've also got to start stealing kids and regimenting uh, them. And as I well. think it's slightly different. The clones are clearly all dead. Um, they have a, a limited shelf life, and it's it's clearly established in, in the Clone Wars yeah. that they're all dying. But I do like the idea that they actually then just went and took the technology of the bad guys and yeah, do I mean, have like clones yeah. somewhere. Yeah, and as, like as, as we see in the film, there's a lot of uh, leftover Empire technology. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah okay, cool. All right, so, yeah. so I do anyway. want to point something out just because you're at this point in the film. Yeah. I love the introduction of Ray, where yeah. she's like going through the the Star Destroyer and stealing stuff, and she lives inside the the, the destroyed Atat yeah. that's just lying in the middle of the desert. Um, and and once again, the, the production guys do an absolutely brilliant job, and those shots of yeah. just the the leftovers of the war that are still there thirty years later, absolutely awesome. Yeah, the the shot of her going past the Star Destroyer that's crashed yeah. is just magnificent. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though we saw it in the trailer, it's still yeah, you've got to see that on a big screen. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and say it's, it's, it's how how old do you think Ray actually is? Uh, I assume she'd be about in her early twenties. That was my assumption. Yeah, yeah. See, actually, yeah. It's, uh, I think the scene where she puts the helmet on says that she's actually maybe a little. I actually think she's. I think she's anywhere between seventeen to twenty because yeah. Luke yeah. was like seventeen or something. Yeah, yeah. I, think yeah. I think she's yeah eighteen to twenty. Yeah, because she just looks very childlike when she puts the helmet on. Yeah, and she sort of stares off into space. Yeah. And she just takes no crap. That <laughs> is true. Stop taking my hand! <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, where was I? Yeah, so Finn and uh, Poe uh, attempt an escape in a very, very cool scene, and but uh, then crash land on Jakku, because uh, Poe has to go back to get BB-8, obviously. Um, and then the search is on. It's uh, Every man and his dog is after BB-8. The word is put out in order to get BB-8 so that we can get these plans. And the plans, it's revealed pretty early on, actually. In fact, I think it was too early on. It's revealed that the plans are in order to locate the missing Luke Skywalker. So the main bad, the main bad guy, Kylo Ren, uh, has uh, a master, as they all do. There's always two. And uh, <laughs> so um, Commander S- Snoke. Uh, and Snoke 
fears Luke very, very much and uh, wants him found and killed uh, because he thinks that his existence is going to rally the, the universe against them. They do a good job, though, of keeping Snoke... giving you enough to make you intrigued by him, but also keeping who he is and, and the details of, of what he's about mm. kind of hidden. Yeah. So I'm actually kind of intrigued to see Snoke in the in the subsequent movies. And once again, motion captured. Yeah, Andy, Andy Serkis. Serkis. Yeah, so um, you, you actually never see Snoke in person in, in this in this yeah. film. It's, uh, he's purely holographic. And I actually, I'm convinced that that's not what he looks like. I, yeah, I, 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 I think it's thinking the Wizard of Oz well. business. Yeah, that, that's, his, that's his menacing face. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's also 18 feet tall. Exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked to see if he was the size of Yoda. Yeah. yeah. I would not yeah. be surprised at all. And, yeah. and, what, and the other thing I really like about Andy Serkis' performance is he's clearly afraid. Yeah, he's like he's terrified that yeah. Luke is going to be found. But he's and but he's but he's trying to he's trying not come across as yeah. terrified to his minions it because is. you know he's the big bad guy. That's and, right, and it, yeah, it's very nicely done. It's yeah. awesome to see the bad guy afraid of Luke. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. Um, so Luke's a big deal. Uh, so it's it's hinted it's hinted at that something uh, very bad happened uh, quite a few years ago, um, and. Uh, Luke has now gone into hiding, so he's become the, the hermit. He's basically become Ben, essentially. Um, it's not even hinted; they just stated that he was training Jedi's, and one of them was Kylo Ren, and then Kylo Ren wiped them all out. And Luke, they don't off. say that Kylo Ren wiped them all out. They yeah. just say that Kylo went bad, and so he felt personally yeah. responsible. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. close yeah. enough, I think. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah that, that's enough. certainly how well, I it's, read it. it's enough to sort of it's a, it's a, yeah to read it. Well, there you go. So even yeah. someone who is not as uh, up on the EU as as Luke and myself is is it. You pick that up, so yeah. I mean, so I guess uh, we can quick, quick jump in with our with our thinner. So um, they're, they're they're basically cherry picking from the EU, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I don't know how I feel about it. It's 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 interesting, but um, yeah. So yeah, that's essentially what happened. Is Kylo wiped out everybody else except for Ray? So there would have been other Jedi trainees, and Ray was one of them. And Ray gets put on the planet in order to protect her. Well, that's what you assume really? from yeah, because that's what, that's of, because what I'm assuming. Because that's of what I'm assuming. the EU. No, that's what I'm assuming. But that's, that's not that's not canon at this no, point. No, no. And, and I'm and I'm getting that by the fact that she's had she's had at least a small amount of Jedi training. Okay, she goes from no force power whatsoever to suddenly I'm a kick-ass force user who knows how to use the force exactly the way that a trained Jedi master knows how to use Bang. the force. So she, so I so say, I'm saying with that, no uh, variation that of she was part of the she was part of the Jedi Academy. Uh, that she is. Luke Skywalker's daughter, and that to protect her from Kylo, he mind wipes her and puts her on Jakku. Okay, wow. that, that is the yeah, only that... way that anything with her character would make sense. Cool, well, I'm glad. To which my response is, "Wow, parenthood of the par- uh, parenthood of oh, the year. parenthood in Star Wars sucks balls, doesn't it?" <laughs> so this looks to me like uh, something really bad happened to Luke. He's cracked it and gone off. Yeah, why? Well, yeah, that's is... exactly how it comes across. Yeah. It's like. Luke Skywalker, who is meant to be, you know, the greatest Jedi and the most strong-willed person in the universe, something bad happened and he chucked a sook and left. I well, mean, that's, I, that's how it comes across. That's how film. it comes across the film. You're totally yeah. right. Yeah. But actually, but I, what I actually think is happening is he just couldn't bring himself to kill Ben. He just, yeah. he just couldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, uh, sorry, but yeah, yeah, I, I haven't revealed yet that Kylo Ren is, is Ben Solo, uh, so the son of Han and Lan. Mm. Mm. Um, so I actually I think... Next. so. so I mean, Kylo joined the Academy when he was young as well. So he basically, Leia and Han send him away. They say yeah. that, right? So I actually think his resentment, he gets contacted by Snoke, who, you know, senses the resentment, starts 
secretly making Possibly. him a bad guy. He then he's he's it's the Palpatine pulls an Anakin thing. Yeah, he's like, well, now you have to kill mm. off all the other Jedi Knights. So he yeah. does, but then mm. but Luke can't bring himself to kill his own nephew. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that, that's look, how it's, it's, a, it's good speculation. Yeah, thanks. like but that is really good speculation. But that's... right now, that, that's all <laughs> it is all because it is. That, that none of that comes across yeah. so yeah. far in the so, film. So I mean, that's what I felt um, in the film. Like Luke's just cracked it and gone off, but mm. I, I I can sense an underlying thing, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that the, the, that the, there's going to be some fruit bed from that. And then yes, yeah. and then look, look at this. I want you to join me with this. I actually think what else happened is that Kylo killed Myra. I was wondering that. I was wondering, okay, if you're going with the whole, and like I said, we're getting into speculative territory. This <laughs> is total speculation. Um, yeah. But if, okay, if Ray exists and she is Sky, Luke Skywalker's daughter, yeah. then that means that. It's strongly Luke's, implied that she it's is. Strongly, it is strongly implied. Then Luke Skywalker is going to have, to have had um, a wife or a relationship with um, someone. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the strong, the, the, the fanboy would, would be saying. Yeah, please let it be Mara. And if yeah. it's Mara, that's cool because that means that Thrawn is around somewhere as well. <laughs> um, but yes. Sorry, can I just is, ask a question here? Is Mara Jade? <laughs> yeah, is, so no, 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 no. That, that's not the question. Is Are these characters, like Ray and Ben Solomon, are they actually in so this, the no, that's, extended That's, that's what I want to touch stuff. on. So in the extended universe, the way it works is that Luke and Mara get married and have a child named Anakin. Mm-hmm. And no, no, no. Ben. Ben, they call, sorry, they call right. their son Ben Skywalker. Anakin is... Yeah, is, is Leia. And, yeah, so, and right. then Leia and Han get together and have three children. The mm. twins, Jason and Jaina, mm-hmm. and Anakin. Anakin. Um, little Anakin. All right, so, yeah. so none of these, these new characters none are taken directly from no, the exactly. Okay, so what cool, I think thanks, what they've man. actually done when, I say, when they're sort of cherry-picking is that Ben is now... It, make, it makes more sense for them to ta- name their son Ben. Mm. <laughs> I would say, is, yeah, so Ben, who is Han and Leia's son... Um, and I think Ray is, uh, and oh, sorry, and I think Ben is actually is Jason. Jason, yeah. All right. So because Jason in the EU goes bad, becomes a, 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 a Sith and lots of business, okay, and okay, kills right, Mara. Enough. Right. That's the big deal, right? Right. And then is later then killed by no. um, Jaina. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. He dies from his own wounds, but still, right. Jaina yeah. bombs him off. Um, oh. So and so I think that's I think they're going to say, when I say they're cherry picking is I think they're sort of they're following the general idea. Mm. So I think the the grave that Luke is at at the end is Mara's grave, and so well at least somebody well uh, yeah. yeah his wife whatever the case yeah. may if they don't go with Mara then that's pretty disappointing but that's that would make more sense so yeah so Ray's Luke's daughter and Kylo killed all the other Jedi's including Luke's wife so the, 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 that's that's my guess <laughs> that's my guess anyway back to what actually happened in yeah. The- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the other little uh, sneaky bit of uh, EU goodness that I liked was that the the big space station at the end is essentially a sun killer. Yeah. <laughs> Crossed with a Death Star. Yep. I love the, <laughs> this is the Death Star. This is the... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and, and, there's, and there's more, but uh, it, we're, we're, sort of, we're sort of diverted off the track. So, mm. uh, um, and, uh, and Richard, you made a point about uh, Ray's force abilities and stuff. How she's, you know, suddenly... Yeah, shall I wait until we get to the actual... Because you were going through the plot. Oh, okay, cool. Because actually, what I'd like to talk about first at this point would be Kylo Ren. Oh, okay, cool. Because we've just discussed his background. All right, we'll go for it. All right. Yeah, I mentioned in part one that I actually think Kylo Ren has an interesting story here. Yes. Um, And to be honest with you, I think he has probably the most interesting story amongst all the characters in this film. Agreed. Um, Look, first and foremost, once you strip everything away, Star Wars is about family. 
Yes. And more importantly, really dysfunctional family. <laughs> but but it's all, it's all about the connection between, especially between fathers and sons. And, you know, throughout the films, there were father figures, the father figures like, like Obi-Wan, who, who were killed. You know, there are, you know, the actual father-son relationships. And, and the Kylo Ren story carries that through. You know, here you have a son who is in his mind, being abandoned by his parents to go off and do the Jedi thing. You know, he's, he's basically, he's being dumped. And he comes across as a petulant child a lot of the he's time. He's got like the he Luke gene. Yeah, he gets angry a lot and lightsabers the crap out of things. You know? <laughs> that scene where his the lightsaber and stuff. Yeah. And the stormtroopers. Like, and they're just like, nah. No. Yeah. <laughs> they walk away. Yeah. But this, this is a great thing. <laughs> he has he has that, he has that, that story. He has that traditional Star Wars story, mm. you know. And then... And this is a big spoiler, but he then, you know, but we did say we would do this. And then, of course, he actually kills his own father. Yeah. In order to, basically, he feels trapped. And in order to escape that, he, he murders his own dad. But that's part um, of, isn't that part and that's of the truth? You have to confront it. Confront, yeah. And then mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and so Kylo Ren's story. Totally. Um, I also like the fact that when he unmasks, he's actually not ho- horribly scarred in any way. Like, he's actually <laughs> just a... Oh, <laughs> that's my reaction. When he unmasks, I'm thinking... Oh, I love no wonder he wears a mask. He's, he's, he's a weird-looking dude. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> that is but so weird. Not... Actually, I, I quite like Adam Driver, actually. But this <laughs> is the thing. Like, it's just, I think it's more like that's not the face I expected to yeah. see. But the, the expectation, whenever somebody's wearing a mask in these films, is that they're wearing it because they're horribly scarred. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that he wasn't, yeah. and that he actually chooses to dress like that, I think adds an extra dimension to his character. Um, he's put his grandfather up on a pedestal. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. In the scariest possible way, because it's the most like... creepy way. And... And, and it's because he clearly doesn't know the real story of what happened to his grandfather yeah. at, at the end there. Like, his grandfather goes through the redemption story. Spot on. And clearly that hasn't been... He either doesn't know or he ignores it. Yeah, exactly. Not um, only that, his grandfather was also um, set down the dark path for, you know, honourable intentions. You know, the, Yeah, yeah. Whereas he's not um, yeah. been that at all. He's been yeah. gone more from the corruption Yeah, and I loved, I loved the petulance of it because, mm. you know, because it's, it's so easy if you're the Darth Vader character to just be badass. Mm. Yeah. And so the fact that he's got this other side to it, which is actually not, which is actually kind of, as, as Crystal said, kind of whiny and, you know, he, he basically throws tantrums. Mm. Um, but I, I, I loved that. I thought I thought Kylo Ren was the most interesting character in the entire movie. Um, and I, 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 liked, I liked his story arc. Um, I wish there'd been actually even a little bit more of him, mm-hmm. especially early on. Um, actually, the young mask is too early. Yeah, and um, I do love the scene where he actually has Vader's helmet. Yeah. But I think a little bit more for him early on might have worked for me a little bit better. But yeah, I thought Kylo Ren actually has the most fascinating story. I, I agree. The Star Wars is um, all about family, but it's particularly about the Skywalker family. Which, oh, yeah. Which made the Kylo Ren story rather predictable but yeah. not in a bad way mm-hmm. I, I didn't mind yeah. that it was predictable I, uh, you kind of guess what was going to happen and that's what happened because mm. at the same time you're kind of hoping that's what it is as well mm. yeah 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 you know they're not trying to recreate vader and that's where the petulance comes from and also the fact that he's a young man rather than uh, yeah. an old or you know a middle-aged um warrior like vader was um, I would have getting back to what you were saying, Rich. I would have liked a little bit more about the showing a little bit more of the conflict that he's actually got raging within him. Did you not the, see the the end on the gameplay though? Like in in the the ten seconds before he kills Han. No, no. I would have liked. I would have liked all the emotions that go over his face. No, I would have. Awesome. I would have liked more of that early on. 
um, as well, so sort of is a bit of a, a flow through because he's not um, the immediately imposing villain. I kind of felt that they that they had a, a general idea for what they wanted to do with him, but they didn't really develop it as much as they possibly could have. I, dis- I, I disagree, man. Yeah, I, I think, I think he's, uh, the, he's the most yeah. most. I think this yeah, is no, really a nice robust character. Yeah, the most robust character doesn't necessarily mean that he is, you know, a fully fleshed out character. He's though. fully fleshed out, dude. No. The, the attitudes of everybody around him, he gets no respect from uh, mm. the, the general guy, Daniel yeah. Gleason guy. He's he sucks up like a child to Snopes hologram every chance he gets. Mm. He's indecisive, he's abusive, he's uh, lashes out like a mm. child with his with his fault, almost faulty lightsaber that he made himself. Mm. That with this ridiculous cross hilt. This lightsaber, this cross hilt is, is is absolutely pointless. But it's the sort of thing that a child would do. Yeah. It's, yeah. The, it's, it's, it's the cool. It's the cool. Awesome. It, it, it looks you know. Yeah. That, everyone's, it looks cool. Everyone's mm. been picking on it, but yeah. I've never had a problem with that because it makes Star perfect Wars sense. And, it makes, put, and, make and I think the scene on the gameplay, I, I think it was probably one of the best scenes in the film. It's, 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 it's just, is the Adam Driver, the film. Adam okay, Driver's yeah. acting at, at that point was, was spot on. Mm-hmm. Just, you see all the conflict. Yeah, as much was, as, as, much um, as I, I've picked on his face, <laughs> his, his acting is spot on. <laughs> I think it goes, he's so cruel. I actually think too, the, the scene earlier on when he has Ray Prisoner, when yeah. he actually unmasks and it's like he doesn't actually want to do anything horrible to her. Like he'd rather she just give the information out. And he actually gives her those opportunities multiple times before he actually eventually decides, all right, I'm going in. I'm going to try and drag it out of her mind. But when he, gives when her he those, tries to mind rape her. Yeah. But before that, he actually tries to give her the opportunity to, to just give up the information. Yeah, but as he says himself, um, he's still got and, light in him. And he's yeah, and, that's, that. and that, that scene is a nice, I think, a nice precursor scene to yep. then when he when he and Han confront one another on the bridge. Yep. Because you see a little bit of that conflict. But yeah, I, I would have liked a bit more of his character just to sort of build up a little bit more of the picture mm. before that final scene. That final scene brings it home nicely, but I would have liked a little bit more of him because he was the most intriguing character, I thought. even And even early, early on he was intriguing, even before mm. we know his background. Yeah. Mm. He's, he seems quite interesting for a lot of the reasons you were talking about. The fact that no one gives him respect, unlike Vader. <laughs> the fact that he's constantly sucking up to his boss. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, and, and half of his suggestions are just ignored by people <laughs> as not being good ideas. You know, so I thought, yeah, that was kind of interesting. I'm glad that they didn't just try to do a, a rehash Vader. Because yeah. I found some of the expanded universe stuff I had seen, they have just tried to do that. So I'm yeah. glad that they tried to make him like a, a wannabe Vader, but really deliberately a wannabe Vader. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, so I, yeah, so I did think, yeah, okay. he was actually the most interesting character in the film. So continuing with the story, uh, Finn, um, so Finn and Poe have crashed by this point and uh, they separate. Poe disappears. <laughs> it's ma- magically reappears later on in the film. Uh, but uh, Finn uh, manages to, despite all the odds, manages to make his way to the same settlement that Daisy happens to, uh, that Ray happens to be at. Um, I kept calling it a daisy all the time <laughs> <laughs> that uh, Ray's at. And um, so uh, Ray has BB-8 and um, and she's just just now learnt just how important BB-8 is. And uh, Finn and her uh, escape and attack. Is this a good point to talk about Finn? Yeah. For a second. Um, I, I, well, I agree with most of what the boys are saying. I, I, I just disagree in that the character development is not that great. I, I think all the characters are really good. The only one specific little niggle I would have had with the characters is Finn, and that I would have liked to, because 
he's been a stormtrooper his entire life. Mm. I would have liked to seen a bit more of the seven of nine kind of conflict within him. Like he's oh, trying yeah. to transition from stormtrooper to regular person, and a couple of maybe stormtrooper jokes thrown in there, like, he, like he's dealing with interacting with the other people, and he comes across as a bit stormtrooperish. But he does I like sort it. Of, he sort of becomes quite human, for lack of a better term, Pretty very quick. quickly. Mm. Yeah. I gotta agree one hundred percent with you on this yeah, one. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like it's like when we meet him at the start of the film, he's already halfway through his character story. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah, I think a lot. Yeah, conflict. Yeah. There needed to be more conflict, even after he makes the decision to, you know, to stop being a stormtrooper and to and to, to run away. The the fact is, he's been indoctrinated into effectively a cult since he was a child. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. There needed to be more along the way of him dealing with that. He breaks it a bit. Um, yeah. yeah, I do like as as far as Finn's story go. Um, I do like that he has he has the character, the good character arc amongst the heroes. You know, I was a stormtrooper. I objected to what was being done, and I quit and I go on the run. But then he realizes that there's actually something bigger going on here, and he's got to actually. You know, not not just run away. He's actually got to be actively involved in yeah. stopping the very people that he was a part of. Um, but yeah, a little bit more character work you to do build get all a, of that would have been better, in do, my opinion. You do get a bit of that in that he's reluctant to sort of trust anyone with the truth. Like he doesn't yeah. come straight out and tell Ray what's going on. Mm. Yeah. He just like, goes with her assumption, and then ropes BB-8 in on it. Mm. <laughs> I kind of like that scene. And that cool, that cool scene. <laughs> it actually feels like he's you know, even in spite. He tells us later on that he's been indoctrinated into for since almost since birth, effectively. But you know, certainly okay. from, yeah, taken as a young boy, a couple of years, taken certainly from boy. childhood. But um, you know, it feels like when we first see him on on Amjaku with the um, with the village, it feels like he's just come fresh out of the academy and hasn't. Yeah. 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 Um, Unless you guess, find out later he was in sanitation. Yeah, and even but even with that, it means that there are certain you know procedures and doctrines that he has uh, been forced into yeah, uh, yeah. or brainwashed into that he suddenly just breaks away as easily as. Yeah. It's kind of like so what he, he he doesn't actually shoot anyone, but my thing was well I, he probably does need to kill someone and that would make his guilt actually uh, compound his guilt even more so that wanting to break away. Um, would actually be a lot stronger. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah. Um, Could I just... I want to steal a point that Luke did bring up that he, he actually hasn't mentioned in relation to this very thing, is that on the opposite side of the scale, Finn's a part of the bad guys, uh, but the, the Resistance is just like, oh, yeah, come on in. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Because <laughs> yeah, you know, there's no way that they'd have double agents or anything like that. Do, working. on two occasions when Poe Dameron, com- po Dameron comes back from actually being interrogated by... And no one apparently goes... Oh, hang on, they're coming for us, and yeah. you've just come back. Yeah, um, in a very convenient escape. <laughs> in a very convenient <laughs> escape. And then we'll and then they don't, don't do that with Finn. You know. Yeah. You've admitted you're a stormtrooper, and you want us to trust you. <laughs> you're taking us into the. You, 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 they go. Oh no, let's follow him in. Let's follow him into the base <laughs> where. And it just felt. He's, he's having having said that, he does have Han Solo's backing yeah. in that he's regard. But still, but, yeah. but it just sort of because Han's of, never had any problems with it, you know it, trusting but it, people. It gets, it gets back to a sense of I guess convenience, and you know, things have always been convenient in the Star Wars trilogy. But it's never been so always been so easy for our main characters to overcome. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, and that's yeah. it, take, it, it takes Luke three films to overcome not being, you know, not going to the dark side, and and, and that's sort of and actually saving. And that's sort of one of my cheeky key problems is that, is that it's convenient for the plot, not convenient for the characters. There's a lot of convenient for the plot going on. There's no um, 
Um, Alex, right. we continue with the story? Yeah, yeah, let's continue. Sorry, that was... Yeah. So, uh, they they survive an attack by uh, the First Order on Jakku, who were after BB-8, um, and escape in a very familiar spaceship, uh, which with the, the, it was the, the first time where I actually thought... This is ridiculous. Oh, uh, I where, thought that too, but I didn't they, care. They 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 stumble <laughs> into the Millennium Falcon, which Ray uh, refers to as a hump of junk, and just take off. And so uh, the Millennium Falcon is just sitting there, gangway down. Anybody could have stolen it, oh, and uh, but no and, one would. Oh, like they they don't even want to steal it. They're going <laughs> to steal another ship, but then their ship gets blown know, up. Like, it, just, it just strikes me as just bizarre. The, 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 the alien comes out and is like, "That's my ship." It's like, well, then why'd you leave it open, you idiot? <laughs> I'll say to you now what I said to you at the end of the movie: the force works in mysterious ways. <laughs> yes, it does, um, and then uh, and then leads to uh, what a, what a Luke's you know just because it progresses the plot um, that while they're in space. Harden and Chewie show up. Yeah, yeah but they have like, been looking uh, for the Falcon. Yeah, now that what one, are that the one odds? Explain. But they the have odds been are unbelievable. Okay. The different. Now it's not just that they've been looking for it. They have been actively tracking the ship. Like yeah. they've been following a a course, yeah. and they they explain that you know that they have been they, they have been following a course for years <laughs> to get to this point. So they are on their on the right. trail. Okay. So I actually have no problem you're with cool that. You're cool with that. that go. Yeah. Right. yeah. So how did Chewie show up? And uh, the the crowd goes wild. <laughs> and, and they uh, did even yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the crowd. Went nuts. And it's, it's, Actually, it's some, awesome. Somebody in, in our theatre at the end of the movie went bravo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, so it's, it's very, very cool. And uh, and as we said, uh, I don't know if we said this in part one or part two, but uh, Han steals the show. Yeah, yeah he shows up. Yeah. Um, and the story yeah. gets instantly more interesting the minute he's there. Yeah, and, and it's uh, to be expected. I don't know if I agree with that. He no. does steal the show, but I don't know if it. Well, no, I think I think because because. The characters have been running around. I'm not saying that, that he just shows up and so therefore the film is good. What I'm saying is is that he gives the characters direction. Yeah. Like, like the characters have been kind of running around like Headless Chicken for a bit and then Han shows up and suddenly there is a direction that people are going in. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so therefore, for me, the story gets better. But in they that were already that. going in that direction. They were trying to get BB-8 back to the Resistance. No, but he, what he, do, he suddenly acts more like the Obi-Wan. Yeah. of the yeah. piece in yeah. which he actually says okay this is in, in instead of just floundering around which is what you're doing we do it this way and yeah. we will all survive yeah. you know he actually leads them to you know the new cantina scene yeah. um, <laughs> this, this from a man who has those tentacle creatures on his ship yeah but he's not okay called. he's not the most perfect Obi-Wan Kenobi no, no. Obi-Wan Kenobi's not the most perfect Obi-Wan Kenobi no he's not, not even Star Wars versions of Beholders Mm. They were, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I said the same thing in oh, the cinema. Awesome. I'm like, oh, look, he's got beholders. <laughs> Why has he got beholders on his yeah. What an idiot. Um, anyway, so, uh, anyway, so um, Han and Chewie are sharp, yes, and as Richard said, they've been tracking the ship and now they've finally found it, you know, their home, as they as they declared. Uh, Ray is uh, revealed to be a, a mechanical genius, um, buoyed by the Force, I do believe. But she is essentially... But that's uh, a Skywalker trait. Yeah, though. it's a Skywalker thing, yeah. It's, it's Further hints at the Skywalker trait. They have a strong... strong Assuming she is yeah. a Skywalker. Uh, if she's not a Skywalker, I would then be very that is shocked. a poor storytelling. Um, yes, yes it is. So, <laughs> um, and they team up. Uh, they they basically get some direction. I mean, Han and, Han and Chewie at first just basically just want to take the ship back and off they go. But uh, through uh, because of uh, Han's wheeling and dealing in the past uh, to pirate two different pirate games show up. He just can't help himself. <laughs> yeah. One of those pirate one of those pirate games, by the way, is uh all actors from the raid, mm. which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> Although we just saw no martial arts. I was like, what's going we've got people why get people from the raid if you're not gonna see some, 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 some you action. Can. <laughs> So, uh, there's, there's a and I assume the other guy's impo- someone 
Yeah, no, who, who was, was the other guy? I can't remember. Yeah, I there's a fair few of what I guess you'd call Abrams regulars. Yeah, floating around the film as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the the guy from Lost and yeah, the guy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, with a, there's a there's a guy from Heroes. Yeah, with a guy when Matt Parker from Heroes shows up on screen, I'm like. Well, this is just taking me right. There's wise Matt Parker in Star what? Wars. Okay, clearly he's friends and have just gone, hey, do you it's want to be in the Star Wars film? Wouldn't that be cool? Uh, honestly, I'd want my friends to do that for me as well. Me right out. Just, just, me right out. just back to the ship for a second. Yeah. I do like that when Ray saves Finn, and she doesn't take credit for it. She's yeah. like, he's going, and then the door came down. She goes, yeah, what are the odds? Or something like that. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Their, their interaction is uh, a highlight of the show. Yeah. Uh, every, every time Ray was on screen, I was like, this girl is awesome. What happens after that? After okay, they, they, they get the Falcon. They, they're on the Falcon. And yeah, so Han they have to reveals. escape. They have to escape the beholders. Yeah, and they reveal. And Han reveals. Yeah, they show. They see the map. Yeah, Han yeah. reveals the truth. Yeah, yeah. So Han says that the, all the Jedi stuff is all true, and mm. and uh, that Luke has indeed uh, gone missing. And to get them to get some sort of so some information, he takes them to see a character named Maz. Um, and uh, she was kind of cool, actually. Yeah, Maz I don't know. Like I think she was a pseudo Yoda. It didn't really work for me. But she's only, oh, there, for, she's only there for a few minutes. Yeah. And yeah, she's not Yoda. Like, there's a lot more differences. Played by Yoda's. Academy Award winning actress Napita Luongo. Thank yeah. Very much. It's, who cares? She was a terrible character. There you go. I've said my piece. Move on. Lies. 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 So, yeah. So, they go to uh, Mazda's little highlight, uh, hideout. And um, it's, it's basically the new cantina scene. Mm. It is, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know... It, but there is a, a fascinating uh, sequence that happens during this where uh, Ray, the awakening occurs. So the the, the awakening of, of the Force um, from the from the title, I believe, happens at this moment. Um, there's you know there's different ideas around that, but uh, she uh, hears the murder of the children uh, from Episode Three uh, through the Force, and she's drawn to a chest uh, downstairs and. Uh, finds Anakin's lightsaber, um, which then, of course, later become Luke's lightsaber, but it is really Anakin's lightsaber. In one of those incredible Star Wars coincidences. Yeah, why is Anakin's lightsaber there? I mean, seriously. The Force moves. <laughs> the <mysterious ways. laughs> to be fair, Maz does actually say, Maz does get asked by Han Solo yeah, she, how she story. gets it, and she said, well, that's a story in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they're going to make, you know, because Disney's milking it for all it's worth, maybe they'll have the story of Anakin's lightsaber. Well, that'll happen in the comics. I guess this is the perfect... We were talking about the comics, right? So the marketing for this is, is gone out of control, and Disney are not mucking around. So there's, yeah. there's a whole... There's new comics and all that sort of stuff. One of them's actually quite good. The Darth Vader comic is great fun. It's like finished. Um, one of those comics was uh, The Road to Force Awakens, mm-hmm. and deals with Poe Dameron's parents, who are rebels, part of the Resistance. Um, and have you read no, no. Okay, so no one's ready. Awesome. Yeah, so they're they're pilots, right, for the for resistance, and uh, and his mother especially just kicks a lot of ass, um, and they just basically they just they just go on sort of missions with, like you know Han and Leia at one point, and 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 at one point they go the, the his mother goes on a mission with Luke, and the mission is to save a tree that was growing outside the original Jedi Academy. Right. And it's force sensitive, so like the cave on Dagobah, it's, yep. it's a force sensitive object. It's a living thing, and um, it turns out that there's two trees. And Luke's like, "Oh, I didn't expect to see two trees. I'm going to take one tree and I'm going to take it and and plant it outside my new academy." So this is how I know for a fact he starts in the academy. I'm going to plant it outside my my Jedi academy. The second one, though, I would like it to, to be safe. I entrust it with you, and so he gives it to Poe's mother, and then they lead the resistance in order to get to have a child, Poe and plant the tree outside their shack 
So I think Poe is Force-sensitive because he was conceived near a Force-sensitive tree, which is, explains his uncanny pilot abilities, apparently. There you go. I just assumed he was just a good pilot because they yeah. thought, wouldn't that be cool? Because uh, there's, uh, there's not... Yeah. Poe doesn't really have any... I don't actual know. story in this. I, I like think, any, I think he's just a cool pilot. It'll come it. up later, I think. I think mm. the fact that he's force sensitive will, will be revealed later. Everybody anyway. will be force sensitive yeah. in the end. <laughs> anyway, so um, I got I got off track. I'm sorry. So um, yeah, so we met. So you yeah. So she she's drawn um, to the the lightsaber and uh, has a, quite a violent reaction when she touches it, which I think is helps clear the way for her mind block. In my opinion, that's not seen in the film. That's my opinion. She and Mads have a little heart to heart, and she's like, "I don't want anything to do with this," and runs away. While she, when she runs away, the first order at, oh, attack. Mads's hideout. Yay, first order. And uh, <laughs> I'm glad you're excited by them. I think they're <laughs> awesome. And uh, what happens then? Oh um, yeah, Ray gets, Ray gets captured. Yeah, so Kylo shows up. Ray gets captured. Han, um, Han sees. sees it happen and doesn't intervene because he knows it's pointless. Um, and uh, Finn's quite upset. Uh, Finn was going to leave at this point. Finn was actually ready to run away because he's, he's afraid. And Finn's um, got the lightsaber and, too. Yeah, and, and Finn uh, has grabs the lightsaber and uh, uh, and sees. It does all right sees, with it too. Sees Ray. He, he does pretty. Yeah, well. With no Finn, training, Finn, he does Finn, right. Finn must be strong with the force as well because he wields <laughs> that thing like a master. No, I wouldn't say a no, master. No, not a master. No, not he quite. does. He does look like oh. Yeah. But he's fighting but he, he's, right. he fights Kylo Ren, who is a trained Jedi. Yeah, but Kylo's clearly playing, playing with him, him yeah. yeah. He's just he's just mucking around. Yeah, and the look on Finn's face is like I'm holding my own here, yeah, but he's only like, just he's, he's just like oh, I'm 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 gonna die. He's just, he's <laughs> like, don't, don't <laughs> and then he does the cross heel thin in the shoulder thing, and I was like, That's awesome. Uh anyway. But uh but still, he's a little too good. <laughs> Maybe you watched Star for Wars. A weapon. He watched Star Wars as a kid. He was, but, but for a weapon that's meant to be, you know, you've got to train to know yeah. how to use it. He uses it pretty damn well. Yeah. You know? Ben's lucky that when, when Ben first gives Luke the lightsaber, but he's lucky he doesn't like hold it up and... Yeah, cut his, <laughs> cut his own head off or something. <laughs> what does this do? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, well, there you go. It's a short film. Anyway, uh, so uh, Han then takes um, Finn and uh, off to the Resistance and they meet Leia, introduces Leia, which is awesome. And we find that... And Poe uh, is just magically magically reappears. <laughs> Maybe Disney will spin that off into its own movie no, or comic. I as love well. his excuse. How, how his explanation is alright. It got dark and I walked somewhere and yeah, yeah, yeah. he got he got flung the out of the storytelling. And that actually, I didn't think of it at the time, but that brings me back to exactly what you mm. were just saying. This is so sus. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, you, you said he got flung out of the ship and he didn't yeah. wake up until it was dark. Yeah, but like that's you know it's the magic. You know we've, we've been assuming he's dead and then suddenly he appears. We, we need him. We need no him for the final. We need him for the final fight. No so one thought there he was dead. No one thought he was dead. But except, it was more, except Finn. Yeah. <laughs> more, it was more a case of yeah, it's a bit too convenient an answer. Yeah. Somewhere, yeah, a bit more. A bit more interrogation is required. So uh, they use Finn's knowledge uh, of um, the New Order to work out a plan, and the plan is essentially uh, a New Hope 2.0. It's uh, they're going to attack the giant spaceship. Space station uh, at its weakest point, which I grant you is slightly bigger and harder to destroy. Slightly bigger, but the Death Star was a nice little ship thing. in comparison. So, <laughs> I, once again, I don't know if, if, if Richo said this in part one or, or part two, but yeah, I mean, this is essentially a New Hope redone. it's a droid. It's a droid with information yeah. that everybody needs on a desert planet. On a desert planet, 
that you know it finds it, it manages to find its way to the, the hero of the show. Princess the, the, the gets kidnapped. Princess gets kidnapped. We have to go and save her from the from the evil wizard's castle. Starship, <laughs> Starship, the, the, the spaceship has a weak point. Yeah, it's like and a quite obvious one as well. Yeah, so, well, got to s- go and blow it up. And, and to throw in a little bit of Return of the Jedi as well. First, we've got to shut off the shields. Yeah, so that we can then go in and blow it up. I saw all of that, and I didn't care. I didn't care. It made it, made it more Star Warsy for me. I yeah, loved I, it. I, I, I love it. It, 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 it didn't annoy me, no. but I just I was like, well, this is yeah. it's kind of lazy. Mm. It did it did annoy me a little bit yeah. because I mean they've got an opportunity here to tell a different story. Yeah. Um, yet they do, like I said, what I felt was a greatest hits of the first three films. Um, and I, I wish they hadn't done that. I wish they'd gone with something a little bit different. But yeah. maybe they will have done that. Maybe like they just like they they put their toe in the water. They've made this like as you say, greatest hits movie, and everybody loves it. So now they've kind of got a strong footing. They might go off in some different directions. Yeah, but I, I can't really. I, I can't really judge. I, agree I can't that. really judge this movie on what they may or may not do in the future. Yeah. That for for me, I, I've got to look at this film and go well. How does this film hold up in and in of itself? I'm not making. I'm not saying yeah. that's an excuse for this film because yeah. I, I still love it either way. I'm just yeah. saying that that that's the that, that yeah. they might go that way. Or they may not go that. Well, way. I hope I they do know. because yeah. I don't. I don't want to. I, I don't do want them to follow up then with a greatest hits of Empire Strikes Back and then finish with a greatest hits of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I'd, I'd like them to actually do I'm something different. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they put this plan together remarkably quickly. I must say, but I guess they've they've already done it before, so it's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done this twice before let's do it again stuff all ships i mean the return of the jedi plan it's every ship they've got yeah whereas this one they've got like 12 <laughs> well because they, well because seeing star wars they only had that much and because this is a great assist you yeah. don't want to you know you can yeah. you save your return of the jedi great assist for the third film i gotcha um and right was there which i thought was pretty cool that was awesome. he, but he did not spot any traps he didn't no he didn't no, it he was didn't. a trap uh, and so he didn't concentrate all firepower on the super star no, destroyer and either Nim has now become a general as well which yep. i thought was pretty sweet yeah that was awesome um uh fun little fun little fact for you but you know uh, when Nim Num first shows up in return of the jedi he's actually speaking a real language he's mm. speaking an african language mm. this happens to be lupita's real language yes so how cool is that it all it comes full circle. The force moves in mysterious <laughs> um, ways. When I say real language, I mean native tongue. Yeah, native, 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 native tongue. Um, that's what I was trying to say. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so they formulate their plan, and uh, Finn refuses uh, to partake, partake in that particular plan. His plan is to save Ray at all costs, and uh, Han agrees to go along. Han and Leia, uh, it's revealed very earlier on, but you know, basically talk much about their son and basically you know why they think that there is still good in him and. Hun uh, decrees that he will bring Ben back. Home. That's a great scene too yeah. between the two of them. It's uh, so it, it shows it shows the love that they still feel. Yeah, I I, I really thought Han was going to get into a lot of trouble there, but he he didn't. So I'm, yeah. I'm quite pleased with that. <laughs> yeah, there, there was a point where I was expecting Leia to just like you know punch him in the face <laughs> yeah. or something. Leia's obviously for being an idiot. Leia's obviously grown up and matured. <laughs> I really I really like the shot where when Leia first shows up and Chewie. You know, he's, yeah. not, he's not having any of this guff. He just walks up, gives her a hug, and you could you could tell how happy she is. Yeah. I love Thrapio. You yeah. obviously don't recognise me because of my, because red of my arm. arm. <laughs> and, I, and I'm sure there's an entire movie about Caesar Pio's red arm coming up as well. Oh, there'll be a comic series. Well, it's how you, you know when he says, you know, the story of my of how I got this red arm. It's like oh, I'm doing, no yeah, one okay. cares. Thrapio, move on. Yeah. yeah, this movie was a giant ad for the comic series. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean that. Um, yeah, so anyway, they so they go off 
on their separate missions. So Poe leads uh, Poe, the greatest pilot in the universe, uh, leads the squadron to go and destroy this uh, massive uh, exhaust port. Essentially, that's what it is, really. It's got it's, to be it's said. A, it's a heat regulator or something. Yeah, it's got to be said. Poe is. My God, phenomenal as a pilot! Yeah, like yeah, the stuff he's doing, and the the, the, the dogfight scene at the end there with him, and all the yeah. stuff he's doing, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's an he awesome is. pilot. He's just not much of a character. Ray's oh, the I, I quite like his interactions with Finn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but other than that, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Ray's pretty good as well. Although, forget about Ray the scratch, not the scratching my ship. Yeah, <laughs> forget about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Falcon takes quite a beating in this film. Uh, yes, it does, and yet still manages to, to fly throughout the entire movie despite multiple crashes and running into things and getting trashed all the time. It's still going at the end of the film. Yeah, that sequence where they first steal it and then have to evade the the tie FOs is yeah. is magnificent. Oh, uh, yeah, when, when she flies into the Star Destroyer. Yeah. yeah, incredible. Yeah, brilliant stuff. Um, and yeah, and then the dogfight at the end is, is magnificent stuff. It's, this is, it, I actually think it's the best dogfight out of the saga, um, and which is a big call. Yeah, Return of the Jedi is pretty call. sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, I, def- I definitely think it's the best one. Um, the Return of the Jedi has a much bigger battle going on in amongst all of that. Like, yeah. It's yeah. hundreds of ships going at one Well, point. just like Return of the Jedi, you've got the big battle. And you've yes, got you do the, have the big battle. Destroy the Death Star. I mean, sorry, uh, Planet so Killer. Or during or all this, uh, Ray has been interrogated by Kylo and, um, and manages to resist uh, because she is, in fact, uh, Force... Uh, force Awakened and uh, and uh, yes, yeah, is, uh, is uh, not only, not only she's not, forced kick ass. <laughs> yeah, not only is she able to resist Kylo, who I now think suspects he knows who she is, um, and uh, she also manages to use her powers on what Luke has revealed to me to be a Daniel Craig stormtrooper. In what I thought was uh, one of the, one of the other hilarious uh, scenes is uh, since one of, the, one, of the, one of the things about this film is that it's actually quite funny yeah. um, and in a in a non forced way I think no pun intended um, <laughs> but uh, you know I will, uh, and it's anyway, funnier so, than that joke was <laughs> yeah it was pretty bad uh, I, I seriously didn't mean any fun um, anyway um, yeah so uh, uses the force to uh, convince the stormtrooper to let her go and, and she escapes so she basically she escapes herself she don't need mm. nobody to save her like I said in part one yeah. self rescuing princess exactly. that's awesome <laughs> exactly. so uh, I mean she, she kicks a lot of ass and she looks great uh, so the other the other heroes Han, Chewie, and uh, Finn manage. So they've got uh, two separate missions. There is to save Ray and to knock out the shields. Um, they don't need to save Ray; she saves herself. But they do manage to meet up. Um, that other funny bit. Where, what, why do you keep doing that? Why, I'm yeah. trying to tell you why you keep looking up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, so, I mean, I actually, I didn't go through all the cast before, but I mean, it's, um, yeah, John John Boyega uh, does a great job, I think. Um, yeah. Screw you, haters. And uh, anyway, it was yeah. So they they uh, managed to plant uh, the mines that they're going to need in order to destroy the facility that is generating the shield. They've got to stop building these things with one really sensitive part. <laughs> yeah, you think they would have learnt by now? But yeah, apparently it is, not. It is essentially the scene for Return of the Jedi with the bunker placed place in the mine. Yeah. Um, Except it doesn't have teddy bears. No, <laughs> they, they thank don't God, get... there's no teddy bears. Oh, I miss the teddy bears. Yum chum. No. There's nothing wrong with it the yum char. Really There's nothing wrong with the yum char eating Ewoks at all. <laughs> anyway, so that leads that leads to uh, the scene that we've already uh, discussed before: is uh, uh, Han sees Kylo um, and uh, calls out to him with his real name, Ben, um, and pleads for him to come home. Um, but the, the, he, I don't think he actually says. Does he say, "I love you"? We love no. you. No, but, no he, he should. And, and then he and then Ben should say, "I oh, know." Yeah. 
<laughs> oh no, dear God, no! God. They're already they're already that would copying be enough zero from zero out of five yeah. works if he did that. They're already I, I copying do, enough from the other films without I, having to take that line. I did kind of keep expecting to say your mother wants you to come home. Yeah, that would have been nice. Um, anyway, but in, in what I think is is actually it was actually my favourite scene in the film. Yes, yeah, uh, where he uh, Ben reveals just how conflicted he is, and then and Han Han knows he's about to stab him. Mm. And he does. He has to try anyway. Ben kills Han. Chewie is not pleased. Chewie goes mental. And Chewie, whose gun, by the way, is now eight times more powerful than it ever was in the in the previous films. Yeah. He's clearly upgraded. Yeah, he's actually kind of odd. There's like Han's like, I like this gun. It's like surely in the. The 50 years you've known each other, you would have used the bowcaster at some point. Yeah, but the bowcaster's clearly been upgraded substantially. Like, it it blows people away. I got the impression it was um, like the latest upgrade. Yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah, I agree. Episode 8, Chewie goes berserk. So, Han, when they all enter the facility, I knew I knew one of them was going to die, but I thought it was going to be Chewie based on the EU situation. No, I knew because it had actually been spoiled. Oh, see, I didn't know. See, well, I didn't know. I didn't know. With the, the, without spoilers, I, I went in the thing is, uh, I think Chewie's going to die here. Um, but I was, you know, pleasantly kind surprised. Of, as soon as they walked onto the platform, I knew oh, it was well, going to be as he like called, No, as soon as he calls out Ben, mm. I was like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> but the thing is, I actually think Han had to die yeah. for two yeah. reasons. Yeah. First of all, because the, this is the this gives the film the emotional resonance that I don't think it had before that like Han, Han Han and the Kylo Ren story as I said earlier there's there's your emotional core of the film yeah um, but secondly if you don't kill Han he's just going to continue to steal the show like yeah. you've got to kill him uh, because you've got to get the focus back onto especially since you're about to bring Luke into it yeah you've got to get the focus back onto the other characters, the characters yeah. yeah and you don't uh, want your characters to be invincible that was yeah. you know they, they've been Warren Skarsden and, and Harrison Ford wanted to kill Han in Return of the Jedi yeah, yeah. and George Lucas yeah. said no and that was the reason why the you know there's a theory that the reason why Harrison Ford's in Force Awakens oh no they, they wanted to kill him in Empire yeah they want yeah but they also then and then they tried to get him killed again in yeah. Return of the Jedi yeah, yeah. Um, and Jordan Lewis said, no, not happening. Which was a good call. Um, but, you know, the reason why Harrison Ford's in Force Awakens is because they promised him that we actually would finally kill you off. Yeah, I, I joked... He had to go. I joked, joked with so Crystal, so now I know why, because it's a notoriously grumpy Harrison Ford has mm. been very nice and friendly in the media mm, yeah. um, leading up to this, and then now I know why. It's because he finally got what he wanted. Mm. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, I can be happy, it's fine, because I know I die. Yeah. Mm. But I, unlike a lot of the other stuff we've been talking about which we've been saying you know convenience and the plot needed and things like that this is the complete opposite of that this had to happen mm. for for the sake of the characters and the story this scene had to occur and they do it perfectly so as i said uh, chewie goes nuts and uh, blows the facility uh, but they all manage to escape as as uh, you expect to happen after the big confrontation with kylo so they they get separated chewie is uh, I, I presumed dead in the explosion. I was like, well, we're going to take you all with me. Uh, but uh, um, Finn and uh, Ray uh, have uh, their big confrontation with Kylo, which you knew had to happen. Finn uh, puts up a, a valiant effort, but uh, is eventually defeated. And then uh, it's up to uh, the moment everybody was waiting for, it was Ray versus Kylo. And uh, it is magnificent. 
But you know, he you know, Chewie couldn't be an explosion oh, because he couldn't kill both of them. Yeah, off. I don't think he was actually there, but was, uh, <laughs> that was the impression they were trying to give. Yeah. Um, but uh, yes, it uh, shows up and uh, rescues them after. So, uh, oh, it, during this, uh, Poe and the, and the Starfighters uh, eventually managed to uh, destroy the port that causes the entire thing to start exploding and stuff, which is convenient because uh, Ray was about to kill Kylo. And uh, a massive, uh, massive earthquake splits the land between them, very conveniently between them. <laughs> just, but but just in time for her to actually give him the scar, so now that he can wear the mask and be scarred. Yeah, now he's got the scar. Yeah, yeah now yeah. he's got the scar. And now Finn's got a massive scar on his Lonnie's back as well, too. Assuming that ever comes up again. Oh, if it doesn't, I'll be pretty disappointed. Well, he's still out of it at the end of the film. Yeah, he's still yeah. out of it. I was, just, I, was, I was disappointed he wasn't in the Bacta tank. Yeah, that would have been... That been a <laughs> Maybe they're out of Bacta. <laughs> the technology has advanced in the last 30 years back is not what we use anymore I did now we just lie you on a bed and yeah, hope you get better I did note that Kylo Ren loses a hand did he? does he lose a hand? I'm pretty he sure he something. loses a hand there was yeah. a, certainly something happened there I something wasn't quite flies sure off was, I'm pretty I thought sure it was yeah. the sabre I thought she's chopped the sabre in half no I'm pretty I thought, then you see, I thought it was his head first I, then you see the, the arm and you, you know, I don't know if that sleeves come down over his hand or he actually has lost a hand but I think uh, he's lost a hand see, at, I first, at first I thought it was his hand and I was like come on yeah I had the same reaction how many times can this happen I mean this uh, is ridiculous I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I but could now, be wrong well it fits in with the greatest hits theory yeah, that, you, you know, you, you got to have your bad guy lose a hand. Your Jedi's lose a hand. So maybe that was, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm willing to let that... Uh, I, I don't know for sure, but you're probably right. That's maybe probably it's right. like Jedi training 101. If you're fighting an opponent, cut off his hand. Well, that's why he makes so the hilt. That's sword. why he puts the hilt on. He's like, well, I'm not going to suffer the same fate. Yeah. Yeah. Bad, see you later. <laughs> so he cuts off his other hand with the hilt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they all meet up again. Uh, they have the scene that uh, Richo found quite bizarre where uh, Ray and Leia... Have a have a hug. Well, given that, based on what's in the film, excluding a, like um, excluding speculation for a moment here, Hans just died. Leia's clearly upset. She's felt it. And you, you get that great scene where she knows that he's dead. Yeah. And then they all arrive back at the Resistance base, and rather than the obvious one, which would be Leia and Chewie, yeah. It's Ray and Leia, who have never met, never met, who know nothing about one another, suddenly hug it out in this, you know, gosh, we love one another kind of way. It no, is bizarre. No, no, it it's... makes perfect sense because um, Leia is force sensitive and now Ray is as well. So they're sensing something of each other. She know, obviously knows who Leia is and she thinks... Hans just died, and that's the communication they're having between you, each other. What do you mean, obviously knows? How does she know who Leia is? You just tell by the look on her face, she knows who Leia is. Everyone knows who but, Leia is. But the thing is, like, it, it's and and so, and it's so they're having this silent communication. Like she's mm. got it. Like, I have to tell her Hans died, but then she looks at her and realizes she knows. So they just hug it out. Hmm. That's how it came across. But the emotional, the emotional. I didn't read it that way. Yeah, the emotional connection. Um, hasn't been established yeah. in our minds. Like I said, the obvious one would be my husband's dead and my husband's best friend is right there and they would hug it out because they hug it out when they first sort of meet up again. I know, it just seemed like a kind of yeah. a random scene to me. It's random. Unless... Mm, no, it, worked, it made perfect sense to me. Okay. Yeah. I, so, and your thing so actually sort of plays a bit more into my thing. I actually, I think she knows who Ray is. Han didn't but, appear but then, to, but, but he's not force-sensitive no. either. So. But then the scene would require Ray to know who she is by that point then. 
Yeah, and that, well, that's not really Ray's... that's not really stated. I mean, yeah, I mean, ba- based on yeah, based on what's presented in the film, Ray is an abandoned child who is just a master force user the minute that she uses the force. Hmm. Now we can we can speculate that yeah that therefore she's in some way related to Luke. And maybe that's what that scene is. But then for that scene to then work in that way, Ray's got to know at that point who she is. But then yeah. no, that's not stated in any way. No it's one a fair guess. She, just she knew there. that Leia would be there. Yeah. And and she knew uh, you would you would assume that she would be there waiting for Han to come back. So, and hmm. at, and if you, when she gets off the ship and you look at everyone there, it's pretty obvious which one Leia is. Yeah, yeah, but, but it's who did she know who, who Leia was? Like she's, the, I mean, she was a young girl on a desert they, planet that's never even heard of Han, Han yeah. said they've got to get it back to Leia. They yeah, talked yeah, about yeah, it. But, but yeah, they've true. never that's true. they've never met one another. Mm. There's no connection between them whatsoever. Yeah. But there and is there a are connection. characters there that... No, they, haven't, that, but they, haven't, they haven't established a, a connection in the story. The, what you're doing is... Again, getting into the speculative thing, thinking around what's going on. I'm not disagreeing yeah. with the speculation, but I do see what Richo's saying, which is um, that an emotional connection actually hasn't been established mm. between Leia and Ray specifically there's enough. There's been to enough bring, dropped in the story. No, 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 to no, pick no that but up. there's nothing between them specifically. Maybe, maybe Leia's point, yeah, because Leia would know who yeah. she was. But yeah, it doesn't work for me at all. Pretty substantially covered this point. It's it's it. I see what you're saying. I just, I just don't think it works. Ray has shown a lot of insight. Yeah, she has. Yeah, that, that there's, so there's no shock that she would figure out who Leia is. I think you're right. To be honest, actually, I do think you're right. I think that's, mm. that was the intention of that scene. Mm. Is exactly how you just described it. But I just, as a, I just don't think it. Works and I was thinking. I don't know yeah, why no I was thinking, but I was thinking as they're going back to the planet before they land. I was thinking for some reason. I don't know why. But I'm thinking, so Ray's got to tell Leia that Han's dead. Mm. I don't know why I thought that was her job. Mm. So mm. that probably helped that scene along as well. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I, right. I don't know why I thought that was her job. Abrams has a... And not just in this film, but he has a, he has a habit of of making that assumption in his films. Yeah, like jumps. He, he, ju- he, 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 he jumps. Makes, he makes a jump. And he expects that the audience would come along with him. Would come along with him, not not in a way of insulting the audience's intelligence, but he's gone off in a tangent that um, he thinks that the audience is going along with him. Super Eight, the start of Super Eight, I think, is a a good example of that. And I, and one of my big problems with this film, um, I think, is J.J. Abrams and mm. his method of storytelling. Gotcha there. Um, to to go back to Super Eight just for a second, opens with um, we're set in a refinery. And, you know, we see um, someone fiddling with a sign that says, you know, so, so and so many days, it's been 300 days since our last accident, the 300 comes off, and, you know, one has been, and, you know, he's expecting us to create an emotional connection to what's going on based on that thing that's going to play out throughout the film. And he kind of does that here as well. He sets up emotional contexts um, that he thinks that the audience are necessarily going to grab onto without needing to explore them further. Mm. Um, and I think that's th- that's my chief problem with um, yeah, like I said, with the film, which is because he write he produces co- co-produces, co-writes, and directs the film. And as a storyteller, I think a lot of what his sensibilities are um, they are producer st- sensibilities. But he himself is not quite as developed as a writer and or a director to actually make those things 
fully fleshed out. I don't think he's anywhere near as clever as he thinks he is. But that's sort of what he tries to do. He tried to do it with Star Trek 2 with the whole of uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is playing this character and this character oh, and this character. Oh, that's really um, and I think that's, that's his chief problem. He doesn't actually mm. have a proper grounding in story to actually make his scripts come alive. And as a director, he doesn't have a proper concept of flow. Mm. So things don't quite go from one shot to the next as fluidly as you might like. Um, and it's given what, given the source material of Star Wars to begin with. They're talking John Ford and Akira Kurosawa, um, who would, were very clever in, without being too manipulative, in track, getting the audience to track from one sense, one um, part of the screen to another with the most minimalist of movement um, and with the most deft hand of composition, so that you felt like you were immersed in the world. This is coming from the film, a filmmaking perspective rather than um, uh, a broader world, Star Wars worldview perspective. The sense of fluidity mm. isn't, uh, isn't as strong as it needs to be um, in a Star Wars film. Let's, uh, so let's, let's finish up the, the story, so uh, the, the, the uh, infamous hug that I think we've discussed enough, and then uh, uh, Ray uh, takes it upon herself to, uh, oh, Finn's not putting her back to tank, but, and uh, Ray takes it upon herself to uh, find Luke, so they, have, they now have the missing point, in a, in a scene that, I, that really irritated me. Does she take it upon herself? Because I got the impression, that, well, she did, but that Leia was in on that as well. Like, she sort of... Yeah. That's I, think Leia, I think Leia was in that, yeah. yeah I, I don't, it was never because how, him, how did she get the lightsaber? Because Finn had it. She, no, no she, she gets she it because Finn is out. She fights Kylo. Kylo. No, I, I think you're right, though, Crystal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the feeling... Maybe not that Leia was necessarily in on it, but Leia certainly gives her blessing for... Yeah, gives her blessing. Ray to go yeah. off and, yeah. and find Leia. Yeah, I'll go yeah, with that. Yeah. I got that impression. Yeah, yeah so Artu, Artu, who has been inactive this entire movie, suddenly springs to life and supplies like, the rest of the map. Like oh. magic. Which oh. really irritated me. This is actually the only time I got angry that's, at this film. That's, that, like, that's that, that convenience. That makes no sense. That's yeah. that convenience thing yeah. again. That's the only... Yeah, the only convenient thing that I, I couldn't really get past, but I'm hoping um, there's a that'll pay off in the next film or two, and there's some sort of thing with Luke remotely activating him or something. Yeah, I really like your theory at the end when we yeah. were yeah, on our way home. Yeah, so you said that Luke Luke activates him, mm-hmm. which I because yeah, why, why didn't R two why didn't R two wake up when? Mm. BB-8 first gets there yeah. and the whole, shows the map. The yeah. whole th- the reason why it's convenient, and I think that's what's also gone on. But yeah. you know, that's again getting into well, this is the possibilities for a second film yeah. in and of itself. We've actually it's actually been established that R2 is in sleep mode, yeah, and mm. you know is kind of waiting for Luke. But then, like you said, just magically comes to life. You know, Luke has now decided this is the point where, if that's the case, then it kind of needed a bit more of that here. And my problem with this whole segment is that the story's kind of finished. Yeah. By this stage, the first order has been has um, been not routed, but they've had they suffered a major setback, um, and that is actually what's been the the crux of the story. Um, and so it almost feels like it's going off on a slightly separate tangent than um, to go and find Luke. If that makes yeah, sense. I disagree. The, the, right from the outset, Snoke is saying. We have to find and kill Luke Skywalker, and it ends mm. with them finding Luke Skywalker. And and, it's, and that was Leia's objective as well. But yeah. it, it would have liked a bit more, I guess, a bit more development of that throughout the story. Oh, I agree. With, I agree with that because the other yeah, big problem I've got is the, the, the shifting objectives. You know, that's that's the thing that dominates the first bit, 
and then suddenly it's you know going off to destroy the the star killer yeah. which sort of feels a bit separate from what the actual objective is so that's why when I, in, in in part one I said that I felt this felt a bit unfocused hmm. um, and I th- and that's why I felt this was unfocused because what is actually they're trying to achieve here um, is sort of a bit all over the place hmm. you know there oh. you know, there should be the overriding thing of finding look and then all these other things tie into that but that's they how I read don't. it but they oh, actually, that's exactly I how do. I read it. Yeah. yeah, I thought the overall objective right from the start was always to find Luke. The, the overall, okay, we get told right from the start they've got to find Luke, but then that sort of gets forgotten a little bit, and then suddenly they've got to go and destroy the Star Killer. Well, and all things separate, are going to get in the way. That see, that's that's kind of separate uh, because the Star Killer represents a different threat. I I actually wish that the search for Luke mm. had actually been. A story like yes, they get the map, and then we've got to follow the map. It's like they get the map at the end, and then just zap them. They're straight to where Luke is. Yeah. Um, whereas, given that the objective had been set up early, that we've got to find Luke. I actually wish that that the the Star Killer part of the story was just gone, and that it was more about them actually going and looking for Luke, and what happens to them along the way with the bad guys, or also you know having you know coming after them and. Um, yep. Because oh, well, then, all, of episode, then end, all of episode all, 8 for me would have been the search for Luke. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I say. Alternatively, mm. they head off at the end of the first film, and then the second film is the search for Luke, and then mm. the discovery of Luke. That's and from episode 8. That's, yeah, that would be... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, no. yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think... I, I agree with Luke that the other story did kind of then take over for a while, and then... And then it's like, oh, but we did have this search for Luke story at the start, so now we've just got to finish that really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, whereas I think had they kept it's, the thread off the search for no Luke go through. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. clunky. No, no, it's not, it's not terrible, don't yeah. get me wrong, but I, I just think that it does seem a bit all over the place. Like I, I, I don't think the, the the overall objective was ever lost. They were always, that was their main thing to, to find Luke. But um, if you've got a star killer that's going to kill the planet you're on, you've got to go and battle that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, no, you do. There's no but, doubt and, about and, that. And, I just didn't and think it was... it didn't feel like separate stories to me. It all sort of... Load, but you know, I'm not coming at it from a filmmaker's perspective either, and I think sometimes <laughs> that actually is a detriment to how you view, view the film if, if you're looking at it from a filmmaker's perspective. Sometimes in these discussions, I'm very glad I never went to film school, yeah, because well, I could just sit back and, and enjoy it from an audience point of view. <laughs> but, um, the, well, I, but, but then I also find that I can actually, if, if stories are done really well, I actually find greater enjoyment from them and, and had. Had this been a little bit stronger story-wise, I would have absolutely loved it the way everybody else does. But it is a bit clunky and it is a bit messy, and yeah. Yeah, um, the original Star Wars films weren't perfect by any means either. Oh no, of course mm. not. But from a story perspective, which is what we're talking yeah. about, Star Wars still follows a a character's journey. It follows yeah. Luke's journey. I just felt it needed a bit more focus from its storytelling perspective in order to make it and and its character work which i I said Mm. even in part one just to make it a really great film Mm. whereas here to me it felt like a film that had potential that was never realized Uh, without repeating everything i said before i just don't have to disagree with that it's just i just think it worked for me yeah basically i I enjoyed it for what it was it felt like a, a, a it did feel like a part one film but it felt like at the end um a whole film. I, I wasn't. I didn't leave. I didn't leave the cinema dissatisfied. Well, the 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 end with the end shot with the 
the ridiculous aerial ballet around Luke and Ray, I think, showed that it definitely wasn't a complete film mm. to me. It was I mean, a nice shot, though. Actually, thought it was a terrible shot. No, yeah. that was um, more of a... This, this film is ending now, but there's more to come. Yeah. The five minutes. And, yeah. and, and, I, and I really enjoyed... Like, Mark Hamill didn't say anything, but his acting has improved over the last 40 years. <laughs> it's very, He's had a lot of practice with the Joker. Oh, yes, I, I, um, I very much enjoyed his performance because there was a lot going on in that phase, and I yeah. can't really begin to work out what he was thinking. I yeah, think they lingered, right, I think they right lingered on the stairs between the two of them probably a little bit long. <laughs> Too long. Oh, Agreed, it was a great look. She turns the corner and goes, there's more stairs? Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, it's, it, it, it reminded me of the honest trailer thing about Twilight. Yeah. You're told entirely in yeah. stairs. <laughs> it's Not just they also remind me of the honest trailer thing about Lord of the Rings where you get more shots of walking. Yes. <laughs> it's like, this is a long, This is there's a lot of coverage and a lot of getting there for... Especially you know. since she arrived in a spaceship. I know. <laughs> <laughs> just, all, you need to, all you need was just one shot of her walking, one or two shots of her walking along the rocks or up the hill. Because just a long shot of her walking up a hill would have been all you need. Yeah. <laughs> because you know what she, you know, you know what she's going to get to, and you don't, yeah. yeah, like that, that's that's one of those overly edited moments. Yeah. Mm. I gotcha. Yeah, okay, cool. All right, I, thought, I did think, oh, and he's just standing there, but then I thought, oh, that's Luke. He knows she's coming. <laughs> he knows. He knows. Most powerful Jedi there's ever been. Yeah. But still ran away after one bad event. <laughs> well, it's a pretty traumatic event, if my speculation is I was, correct. I was kind of hoping that uh, she'd get there, mm. and he'd have like a like a... Tiger Tanaka style island full of Jedi. <laughs> like it's like, yeah, they well, wiped out dead, the yeah. they wiped out the academy. Yeah. So I've gone off and created like a secret academy a secret and I've academy. been training and that may still be the story, but yeah. I was kinda of hoping that she'd show up there and it'd be just like like a hundred Jedi there or something, just for something, you know. Just so that it wasn't the most obvious he's there living as a hermit thing. So I'm with you. Yeah. I did wonder what you thought thought about the uh the the 360 degree shot because I know, like, I know, I know you think that's overused in many, many So times, tired of it. Um, I think it could have worked. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would have ended with him mm. grabbing the lightsaber off, like him, her hand in the lightsaber too. Um, he kind of looked horrified, out. like, why are you giving that to me? Well, I thought that was good though. Yeah, but yeah so yeah, it's, it's really was... intriguing as to yeah. what his reaction oh, no, Yeah, I, that I, comes I, back I, to what you were I saying, think, that yeah. you're not quite sure exactly what where Luke's mind is yeah. at. Yeah. I don't know, I don't think, think it was a horrible lightsaber. Like, I think about. it was more along the lines of, I, well, I left you safe, why are you here? Yeah. It's like you've actually, now you've just revealed yourself. Assuming. If my speculation is correct. Which, let's face it, it will be, because I'm pretty good. So, uh, well, I mean, that, that seems to be the obvious... We're running out of time, so let's uh, finish up with final thoughts. Um, I quite enjoyed it. I, just, I do follow what mainly what Crystal was saying. Is, is we, we walked out very, very happy and uh, all smiles and stuff like that. <gasps> that, that. And that little girl, can I talk about that little girl? Say, say the little girl's bit. So I'm waiting for... David's gone to the, to the loo after we come out of the theatre and as uh, while he was in there, this little girl walked past me. She must have been about six and she goes... They killed Han Solo off because he's just too old to play the part now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was older than six. I think she was about ten. But, it's, it's, but yeah, it was uh, it was very humorous. Yeah, we were laughing to... like a loo when I walked out. What's so funny? <laughs> we don't want any old people in the Star Wars universe, damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I mean, uh, this has been enlightening. This check because there was a couple of things that I didn't. That, that I didn't uh, really pay attention to, but that uh, 
Epnia slightly changed my opinion a bit. A bit uh, during the moment, though, I, I, I was uh, I was all for it. I was I was I was, I was caught in the excitement uh, and uh, managed to wipe away the the prequel bad taste mm. um, that uh, a lot of people have experienced. Um, but that being said, yeah, I just wish it wasn't J.J. Abrams. I just it's very much a J.J. Abrams Star Wars film, and and uh, that's kind of disappointing. Um, it could have it definitely could have been better. Um, but as a whole, though, I enjoyed it a lot, oh, and uh, I don't mind. The, I'm glad it's back. I don't mind the Abrams taking it. The bloody Abrams. Um, so yeah, so uh, so rating. Um, so I'm going I'm, I'm to give a rating, and I'm going to re-rank my films because I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, I give it uh, four out of five, Luke's, uh, and uh, my new ranking goes five, four, six, seven, three, two, one. And the rest, <laughs> as Dr. Langley would say. <laughs> Anybody else? Um, I'm sticking with my 4.5 for now, but um, I can't re-rank just yet. It's just too fresh. Awesome. That's probably why I move, actually. Yeah. yeah, I'm sticking with my three. My reaction was actually the opposite to you. As the only person, apparently, in the entire universe that actually likes the prequels, I, I found myself more excited watching those films than I did with this. Oh, it's, funny, it's funny you say that because on IMDb, because I got IMDb up for the cast, yeah. uh, which we didn't even go through. One of the one of the comments down the bottom is, "Well, worst letdown of the year, prequels so much better." Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> like uh, the prequels, at least from the storytelling perspective, the prequels actually followed through on a progressive story uh, arc, and so and I appreciate that as a writer. And, and so, yeah, so because I didn't have the disappointment with the prequels that apparently everybody else does, I didn't have quite the level of excitement that this was going to somehow, like, reverse something that I didn't think was bad to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went in hoping that I would get a really great Star Wars film because I've actually liked all six movies up until this point. And so I came out of it actually the opposite to you. I felt that it was a little bit of an of a underwhelming movie. Now, like I said, I didn't hate it. I have given it three Luke's and so for me that makes it solid without necessarily having anything that really blew me away in it. Ron Howard stuff. It's, it's the Ron Howard. Yeah, that's my Ron <laughs> Howard ranking. It's it's a film that's not necessarily terrible in any way, but there's nothing in it that makes me go, "Wow, that was great." Um, and and this, I, I I I enjoyed elements of it, but yeah, I did come out of it a little underwhelmed and a little disappointed. But I'm hoping that the subsequent films will bring it all together a lot better and that I'll get a full story in those films instead. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to happen. Luke? Sticking with my one and a half, and in terms of ranking, pretty much in the order in which all films were made and released. Right. With nice. a couple of different... Not quite, maybe Revenge of the Sith before Attack of the Clones, because I could not stand Attack of the Clones, and I'd rank this round about Phantom Menace. Right. Okay. I didn't come out of... I didn't hate the prequels, but I did come out of each one of them, well, one and two disappointed. One I felt was very too far, was much too fast paced, right. and I didn't quite grasp it. That's why I immediately went and read the novelization, thinking I'll oh, get some more of the subtleties in there. Mm. It was too actiony, actioning, and not enough story. Um, <laughs> two just felt like it was like the middle film, too much. 
and three I was relieved at the end of because it tied up a lot of the story ends and I'm thinking how are they going to get from there to episode four right so I came out of number three relieved more than anything else relief <laughs> that's not what you meant to go when you come out of a film it's like I'm relieved it's over <laughs> no not relieved it's over relieved that it actually tied up some story oh, ends I see. You know, oh, they wiped bad. the droids minds and all that sort of My business yeah. so once again I must be like the anomaly Star Wars fan or something because I actually thought <laughs> you're the really... anti-Star Wars fan well not in the no because I love Star Wars but I, I thought Revenge of the Sith was just too long and too dark and depressing for a Star Wars film. I just thought, I just mm. thought it just dragged on far too long. It was a bit like it was a bit you gory know. for a Star Wars yeah. film. Um, really and good. honestly, they're still better directed films than this current one. Yeah, from a director's perspective, I think they are better directed than The Force Awakens is. Uh, I disagree there. <laughs> I, I'll just end on saying that I, I think The Force Awakens just felt like Star Wars to me whereas the the prequels did didn't really feel Star Warsy. There you go. It just it just felt everything about it felt like Star Wars for me. Well that's uh the, the crew's opinion. It's uh controversial. I liked it. I like divisive. It, it was de- divisive. I like it. I like it I like it when we're divisive. We seem to have had the full spectrum here from loved it to hated it and then everybody in between. Like it was it, it was worked a out full well. range of it's the episode you've always wanted to have. <laughs> I don't think we've been quite that fired up since um, Stranger in a Strange Land. And that was only the two of us. Just you yes. wait for it, the right one ends. Oh, oh, this is be... Which brings us to coming soon. Now, what's on the next episode? I'm not, no, we're, 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 actually, I'm not going to bother doing coming soon for this, uh, for this episode. Coming, coming soon. More Star Wars. Go see it. <laughs> yes, just go see Star Wars. Anything else that's coming out, who gives a crap? Yeah, there, there oh, apparently what, was what another film released. I reckon not right and, and there was Tarantino having a massive sook about yeah, no, the crazy eight. But other than that, Star Wars is out, and <laughs> really everyone's going to see it, and most people seem to love it. So go see yeah, it. Yeah, there's there's some films coming out December 26th for Boxing Day releases like they normally do, but it's uh, I couldn't. There was nothing in there. That, Just go to the cricket. Yeah. <laughs> no, go to the movies. Yeah, go to the movies. Yeah, that's it for our um, episode seven Force Awakens special part two. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and because uh, we enjoyed it, and. and uh, please stay tuned for uh, episode 175, which is uh, The Bow. Next Bow episode. The Bow. Which also has... Episode with The Bow. The episode of The Bow, which also has uh, the uh, the semi-final, the second semi-final for... Uh, no Star doubt um, Bow will have a few things to say about Star Wars as yeah, well. Yeah, Bow's very excited. Bow actually wanted to join us for this one, but he was, but he was working. So <laughs> um, so he's uh, he was uh, very excited and he's got things He'll to talk say. about the Hans. So there'll be The Bow review. The Bow will talk about The Hans. <laughs> have you considered for, um, for like a versus... You could have like whiny Kylo Ren versus whiny Luke Skywalker from the first film in a wine off. <laughs> Who complains the most? This is whiny Anakin. <laughs> this is whiny Anakin. Then we're going to have a wine off against one it another. It seems to be a Skywalker trait. The the Skywalker family trait. Absolutely. Yes, that's uh, it's it for episode 174, part two. It's it from me and the crew, Richard. And me and the crew, <laughs> Dave. Back at you, man. That's right, right back at you. See now, look, it's left you breathless. <laughs> and Luke, I am no crew. I am all that is and all that will be. And Crystal, may the force be with you. You've been listening to NCP. Thank you for being a part of our crew. If you would like to support the show, you can use the Amazon widget on our website to do your Amazon shopping. 
If you have any feedback, please go to nerdculturepodcast.com forward slash contact us where you will find a list of the many different ways you can interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.